You are listening to the Marty Leeds Math Magical Radio Hour, where we discuss myth, math, spirituality, philosophy, science, conspiracy, politics, and so much more. www.martyleeds33.com shit going into math either i t- when i first started i mean basically when i was reading a lot of esoteric books and occult books and things like that that was the underlying theme you would always see Numbers. references to three three or seven or 40 or you know what i mean and eventually it was like okay well i gotta i gotta figure out what they're talking about here so we have a guest for you we got marty leads marty it's, you know, we've been going back and forth for quite some time, Marty, and I finally was able to get you in my grasp and bring you into the infinite fringe. How you doing, my friend? Good. I'm, I'm a little elusive sometimes. I get, <laughs> I get a little busy. <laughs> as, hey, as we just talked before this interview, uh, things have been, uh, it's been a shit show. Oh, I said I wasn't going to curse and I went ahead and did and it there anyway. There you go. Well, it's all good. It's all good. Listen, um, we, we really appreciate your work. I think uh, anybody who hasn't heard of Marty Leeds, Go over to the YouTube channel, look up Marty Leeds. All you got to do is type it in and the YouTube channel comes up, podcast comes up. Did you restart that podcast? Because I know you took a break from it. Yeah, I was basically done with the show um, just because it was taking up too much of my time, like doing regular shows and so keeping up with that. But I am starting to do just interviews when I can. So I've, I've already booked um, next Monday. I've got, I'm going to be talking with Michael Bednarik, who is, nice. uh, I don't know if you know him, but he was a libertarian presidential candidate. Um, he, he's run a really great constitutional class. Uh, it's like a six-hour class. It's fantastic. So <laughs> I'm going to talk with him. And he's, you know, we're basically going to talk about the, the state of our union or or our huh. our failing union. Oh, <laughs> so we're so we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about what's going on now and his his thoughts on liberty and stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing a series of interviews, whoever I can get. I've I've just contacted about three or four different people, so fingers crossed. Very cool, man. I'm very much looking forward to listening to that. It's always a great listen, man. And uh, I hope you do a lot more Gematria stuff, even though we can find all your Gematria stuff on YouTube. It's so super interesting, and I feel like a lot of people don't know about it. You know, like it's like everybody knows about 9-11. Everybody knows about uh, even Sandy Hook, which we're going to talk about because you just made a, a, a hell of a documentary up on your YouTube channel. I think last time I checked, which was about 20 minutes ago, it had about 10,000 views. It keeps it, That's going to keep growing and growing and growing. And it's excellent. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. That's why Marty Leeds is here. We're going to talk about Sandy Hook. Um but all of these things, but I feel like the gematria is like a niche within a niche, you know, like it's it's uh, it's like the underground of conspiracies, if that makes any sense for you. Well, it's it's a very obscure sacred science. You know, most people will know about astrology. Most people will hear of Kabbalah, you know, even peripherally, they'll hear these things. And gematria really has come out in, in especially I mean, especially with the Internet, you know, you basically have just this bubbling up of information all over the world that's coming out. So, um, yeah, I mean, Gematria is 
it's the it's one of these sacred sciences that are heralded in all of these religions and secret societies and and things like this. And so for me, it was uh, a fundamental study, and it has been uh, it's been cr incredibly rewarding, like uh, spiritually and and psychologically, just undergoing the study. I, I think it's the secret language. I think it's the original language. It Let's is, put it that way. I mean, that's the thing that people need to understand. Save all the gematria stuff. Numbers are the original language, you know. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. you, you get people that will argue, like, you know, uh, Christians will argue. It's like, oh, numbers don't have anything to do with it. And then I tell them, hey, numbers is the fourth book of the King James Bible, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know how anybody, and I myself am a Christian. I was br brought in brought up in the Christian faith, you know, and, and, uh, my, my belief system, my way of thinking has been pulled in a lot of different directions since coming into the new knowledge. And, and I appreciate that. And I thank God for that, but I don't see how a Christian could look at the Bible and say that numbers don't matter when it's riddled. You see 12 all over the place. You see seven, seven all over three, the place. 40, three 40. and a half, 42. Yeah. I mean, you could just go and yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and you start thinking about that. And then you start deciphering the Bible. I think we're not reading the Bible correctly. I think a lot of these texts are we're not reading them correctly. And there's a hidden, a hidden, uh, I don't want to say agenda, but a hidden message underneath it, like beneath the surface. Give me your thoughts on that real quick before we get into Sandy Hook. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say on on all of this, I'm actually going to start doing some live streams um, up in the uh, in the future here. Um, talking about basically, I, you know, I, I put together these videos and I script them and like edit them and then stuff like that. But I basically decided now that I'm just going to try to do stuff live. So it's just taken me a little while to get some of the stuff together. Like I just got the Gamatre app on my website that's new, so I've got that going. And so I'm gonna you know, there's just a bunch of things I had to get in order. So I'm gonna start uh, focusing a lot more on on mathematics and just doing it live, and then hopefully doing if I have time anyway for most of these videos do a Q and A at the end. So if anybody has any questions, I can ask you know answer those directly, and I'm gonna cover all. All sorts of things, um, uh, you know, uh, the new numerics and, and gematria of the $1 bill, the International Space Station, the number 33. I'm going to do a whole video focusing on that. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming up. So uh, what what made because you've touched on a lot of subjects, right? We just talked about the gematria, uh, the flat earth. You made a big splash with the flat earth. You did one of the best videos on Pizzagate that I've seen. Thank you. Um, one of the most uh, um, informative and revealing ones. And it was passionate as hell, Marty, you know, which 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 uh, comes across. Let me tell you. Anyway, um, now you've shifted your attention towards Sandy Hook and Wolfgang Halbig to be uh, uh, specific. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us something about the documentary that you put out. How I got into Wolfgang. Well, I'll tell you the story, basically. Um my my lady and I were basically just sitting chatting, talking about conspiracies one night. We'd, I'd be talking about a whole bunch of things, and I just happened to mention Sandy Hook, and she didn't really know anything about it. And so I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, we'll just go online, and you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff online because, like most people that you know that lived through Sandy Hook and, and remember it." About it took about a couple days, and you knew it was false flag. You know, everybody was screaming it, and yeah. I also remember at the time, and I, you immediately knew it, and it was like, okay, that's a complete false flag, and then you just kind of moved on, and then all the subsequent false flags, like the Boston bombing and the Pulse nightclub and San Bernardino and yada yada yada, right? So I didn't think much of of it back, you know, at the time. You know, I was like, oh, that's a false flag, and moved on. And then revisiting it, because my lady had asked, I was like, I'm going to go online and we'll see and we'll watch some documentaries or whatever. And immediately I was like, holy cow, so much has been wiped. So much yeah. has been censored. So much. And so I immediately that was like, oh, 
you know, a light bulb went on. And then just thumbing through some of the videos, I happened to stumble across an interview with Wolfgang. And I don't know which one it was, but, um, you know, a series of him talking. And after that, I just like, I was just hooked, basically. Um, so then <laughs> within about a week, I was like, okay, I'm going to end up making a documentary on this. And at that point, I just dug in. I mean, I was, you know, when I, when I, when I tend to look at a subject, I go all in basically, you know? And so with this, I spent literally two months, night and day, day and night, listening, absorbing everything, everything. I watched doc, you know, I watched documentaries. I watched random videos. I listened to nearly, you know, every Wolfgang interview I could find, you know, including (laughs) your show, of course. Um, And I basically just dove in. And I realized it was like no one was telling his story because it's a fantastic story about what he's been going through all these years. And so that's that was the impetus behind the whole thing. It was like I just kind of nobody was telling his story. I didn't really feel like anybody was doing it justice. And I knew that I could do that. So I and I'm very proud of the film, by the way. So and you should be you should be. The name of the documentary is a dear Wolfgang revisiting Sandy Hook. So. I want to get into Wolfgang Halbig, which we did interview here on the Infinite Fringe. I think it was, in re- in reality, it was my first interview for the Infinite Fringe. It went up as my second episode, and he was so genuine. So, and and you can tell he was bleeding the information. He just was wanting to share it with whomever would hear it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gave out his phone number at the end of the podcast. Right now, it remains the most downloaded podcast I've ever done, not on Truth Frequency Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you got a chance to interview him. I saw this on your channel. You interviewed him, and then you made the documentary about him, or I don't know which came first or whatever, the chicken or the egg. But um, what what are your overall feelings towards the sacrifices that Wolfgang had to make? I mean, he... he um. He was having family trouble uh, because of this. He was getting harassed because of this. Uh, uh, you know, uh, all, you name it, it happened to him mm-hmm. just because he was asking questions about what happened at Sandy Hook. Well, this is the compelling story of Wolfgang. Um, and this is what got me hooked so much is that here's a guy, he was a fi- he's a fighter, man. Like, and he's basically sacrificed everything to get people hip to what was going on that day, what was going on before that day. Because that's and so well, let's talk about Wolfgang for those people that don't know who he is. Let's just give a little introduction. So Wolfgang Halbig is, I mean, he's got this, he's got this, I mean, a book of credentials. I mean, the guy yeah. is credentialed to the T, you know. And I, I double checked a bunch of this stuff too. And you know, I talked with him. He sent me personal documents after <laughs> I made the film, and I ended up putting them into the film, you know, after at the final edit. So he's, I mean, he was a state trooper. He was a Vietnam vet. He was a U.S. customs agent. He's been a, a school advisor, a principal, a school safety counselor. And so basically what he did is after, um, you know, he was, his focus was school safety. He taught classes on school safety. He made school safety programs and sold them, you know, with, with a team around the country, right? And so when Sandy Hook happened, immediately things weren't making sense. He's like, you know, and he asked simple questions like, hey, why did the EMT, weren't, why weren't they allowed into the school? You know, what was the condition of the school? Why weren't uh, trauma helicopters called? What happened to the other 600 students? You know, basic, simple questions 
confirming whether or not the school was even in operation, you know. So he started doing FOIA requests and FOIA's Freedom of Information Act. And basically he was doing it since essentially day one. And he's still undergoing all of this. And so really the only, uh, I mean, there was some sites that covered him. Um, I know Infowars did some stuff. There was some alternative media that covered him. But basically no one in the alternative media or major media is covering his story anymore. So that's Wolfgang in a nutshell, you know. Uh, absolutely. And you know what? I, I want to tell you something. To this day, and I get into everything on the Infinite Fringe. It doesn't, it, everything. That's why I called it the Infinite Fringe. Uh, this is the scariest to me. It's the scariest uh I, I don't even want to call it conspiracy, but I mean, just just for for the listening audience that relates to that term, this is the scariest conspiracy theory there is, in my opinion. The thing that scares me the most is the capstone exercise. Um, and, and this means, right, I saw it in your documentary, I've seen it in, others, in other documentaries, that the whole community is in on the exercise, yes or no? Yeah, well, that's the thing about... <laughs> It's like a big damn question mark about like what Newtown, Connecticut is and what parts of Connecticut really are that a lot. I mean, it, from what I understand, there's there's a huge swath of uh, Newtown, Connecticut. That's probably, you know, CIA or this is, you know, people that have had trouble with the law, pedophiles, people that have had financial issues, something like that. You know, you can imagine you can imagine a scenario where, you know, I don't, I don't want to go dark here or whatever, but, you know, uh, a guy gets, uh, you know, a 35-year-old man has sex with a 14-year-old girl, right? Mm -hmm. And he's about to go into jail. And, and the government comes to him and says, well, you can spend the next 20 years rotting in this jail, getting your ass pounded, or you can be a free person and you can sign this document and you can play our game. And that game is FEMA Capstone. It's and I insane. think that's who I think that's a lot of those people. That's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with people that got into some sort of strife or some sort of trouble with the law, whatever it is. And that's and, and they got hooked into it. You know, that's the kind of people you're dealing with here. So what's Newtown, Connecticut? I think uh, there's a, a big portion of of the, the people, the citizens of Newtown, that that's what they are. And Wolfgang even talked about when I interviewed him, he was going to go up there and live in Newtown uh, for six months, going to rent a place. <laughs> See, he was going to put up billboards. He was going to write his book there. And he said he wanted to go talk to the people. He wanted to go talk to the people that live in Newtown. Yeah, no one was renting him a house. <laughs> That's for sure. So it's it's a scary place. I mean, it's it's the subject of a Stephen King horror novel is really what it is. Yeah, it's, no, it's it's like Pleasantville or something. Yeah, Just exactly. It's, yeah. it's it's nuts. It's nuts. And and all right. So let's take it from the beginning. Let's mm -hmm. talk about Sandy Hook. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's take it from the beginning. Adam Lanza. Right. Uh, he's they they claim that he he's an autistic kid with Asperger's syndrome that he goes into this school and picks off. Uh, I want to say 26 people. I don't know if I'm right or wrong on that. I'm going off top, Marty. So correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong. Yep. 26, 26 people. And uh, on the official 911 transcript, it, it doesn't mention anything about fires being about uh, guns being shot or taking shots. What does it say? They there was I think the four four calls in the matter of a few minutes that were all saying shots fired at a at a school at an elementary school the children shots fired and the police report says two different police reports says all of them were called an unwanted person now if it's supposed to say shots fired 
you got if you got somebody calling from a school saying shots fired, you got four different calls. That's not just a singular prank call. That's four you know, at least four different calls within a few minutes saying shots fired, shots fired. You can listen to the calls. In fact, I included I think two of them in uh, the yeah. in the video. You can listen mm-hmm. to them. It's like oh, I'm, I'm at Sandy Hook School. The shots fired. He's running down the hall. He's got a gun, and they make the service call for an unwanted person. Now, when they sent a service call. And, and this this is him. This is a Wolfgang talking. I think I believe it's Mike Keough, which is the uh, police lieutenant of Newtown. Right. There, he's got him in a FOIA request. He's got him subpoenaed. He's asking him in a subpoena. I, I believe it's Mike Keough. He's saying, "Okay, you got a call for you hear shots fired on the phone. You make the call for an unwanted person." And and Wolf asks him, "Well, how many cars did how many police cars did you send for an unwanted person?" Twenty three. <laughs> the lieutenant sent twenty three police cars. To an elementary school where there was calls that were saying shots fired, except the police report, two different police reports say unwanted person. Well, that shit don't make any sense. No. That alone should make any police officer, any EMT, any principal, any parent, anybody that has any sort of common sense or sense in them whatsoever to say, what the hell is going on there? Throw all your conspiracy aside. Throw all your paranoia and just look at it as a rational damn human being. Does that make any sense to you? And this is the thing. This is where you have to put yourself in that position. Let's say that that was real. Let's say Sandy Hook was real. What if that was your child in that school? What if that was your child in that school and the police lieutenant heard shots fired and said unwanted person? So two, two things I want to point out from what you said, right? So we're talking about this. And uh, yeah, if you're a parent... If you're a parent, you know what this feels like, even if it's never happened to you. Mm-hmm. You have that that instinct. Uh, I, I don't ever, ever wish that on anybody. And I, I hope no one has to go through that. Uh, but listen, if let, that ever happened to me, I'd lose my mind. Go ahead. Let me say me something. Some- I remember riding. OK, I, one day it was really young. I was riding home from Twining Park in Monroe, Wisconsin. I was riding up this big hill. I, I don't know how old I was, 12, 13, something like that. And I fell off my bike and I broke my leg. And I got back on my bike and I pedaled one single pedal all the way home, down a hill, up another hill, all the way to 10th Street. And I fell in front of my house and I started crying and I cried out to my mom. And my mom comes busting out of that fucking door. She comes busting. She, he, she hears her son crying in the front you know, lawn. And she's busting out of that door. She has no idea what's even happening. You know? And she, I'm sitting there crying. She's all over me saying, is everything okay? You know, she's like you know, yelling for my dad. We got to get him to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. That's how you really react in a situation. When your damn kid breaks his leg. These are yeah. children shot. The biggest shooting in elementary school history, and look at how those parents react. Look oh, at God. how that entire community reacts. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that because it's, 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 and the documentary does a hell of a job at highlighting the different parents that came out on television and their reactions. Well, and they, that's they what, paraded uh, it in front of us, too. And that's, that's the thing that people need to know, you know. And they want you to only have the emotional response that, oh, look at this tragedy. Look at this heartache. Look at how horrific it was. How dare you question the school shooting? And then they parade these actors and these people that are paid. And who knows, what, who, who, knows who these people are? Who knows? Well, you know, and the second thing I wanted to touch on, besides shots fired, it's not reported. It says unwanted person. That's the official on two different uh, police reports, unwanted person. Second thing I wanted to touch on is, sorry, um, I I wanted to bring about, like, when you see something like that, this is why people 
question what's going on at Sandy Hook or what went on at Sandy Hook. It's things like that. Uh, I, I was having a conversation with somebody about uh, my interview with Wolfgang, and they were like, how could you have that guy on your podcast? How can you give him a platform to talk? I was like, first off, I said, you, we, we shouldn't be uh, uh, censoring people. All ideas should be out there for everyone to hear and to make up their own minds. Second, there is some legit, legit arguments that can be made that something is wrong with that story. And something like, like that, like um, unwanted person or the FBI, the FBI reporting that no one was brutally murdered at Sandy Hook for the year. Am I wrong or right? Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, that, some people have tried to debunk that, I think. What's his name? That with uh, Mick West, I think, over mm -hmm. at debunk.com or whatever the hell he runs. That's shit <laughs> site. He's, I mean, he's, you know, there's been people that have tried to debunk that, but uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that was the official FBI report. And, yeah, what, no, and, and what Wolfgang was saying is that they have to make those reports. You know, those reports have to be exact because that's how they receive federal funding to fight violence in a state. And, of course, all states want federal funding, right? Because it's just a big, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, that's just one thing. I, I mean, that's just, you know, to me, that fact alone is, like, at the bottom of the barrel to all of the other things that Wolfgang is talking about with the FOIA requests and all of that. So, anyway, but, yeah. No, absolutely, but I'm I'm saying that's an quote unquote official FBI yeah. document, right? So you're like, okay, you want proof? Here's the FBI saying no one died. So what's what's going on here? Where's where's the the disconnect? Where's the disconnect, right? So all these people, and you know what I like what you did in your documentary when you highlighted that um, the window that everybody busted in through. Well, Wolfgang was talking about it, but you highlighted it. You put it right on on the camera. Mm -hmm. There was a win there was a window, a glass a glass window that everybody uh, all these SWAT team members would walk right through. Like there was a couple of things that was wrong with that. First off, they could have just went around and opened the door, right? Mm -hmm. Then they they took the the magazine stand that was in front of of the um of the actual glass and moved it to the side. Mm -hmm. But me personally, I'm thinking I just would have grabbed my gun and knocked down the rest of the glass. That was never done. It's kind of weird. The thing is you have 16 state troopers that have testified independently that they all went through the glass yeah. window. Okay, so now, I mean, if you're listening to this, please go watch the documentary and check it out. But the, gla the glass that they broke out, which is right next to the damn door, by the way, you know, the glass that they <laughs> broke out was, is, I think it's, I think the measurement is 42 and a third tall and 35 and a half wide or something. Not even three by four, right? And you have 16 state troopers with their rifles going in that glass while children are dying inside. I mean, if you see it, it's... I mean, all, every single one of those state troopers should be brought in and questioned. Every single person that on Newtown in Newtown that was there that day should be questioned independently. I mean, there needs to be a full-scale congressional investigation. I don't think that's going to happen. Of course, I mean, I, 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 I live in a sort of a dream world as far as that's concerned. But you know, but I, I want people to know about it. And I also, in in making the documentary too, I wanted to sort of you know, in a way, salute what Wolfgang was doing because there's a guy that's just in in the mud and muck and drivel of this shit every day. For the last how many years, you know, and people I just think people need to know, you know, not not caring about what other people think either. Just going ahead and, <laughs> and doing what you think is right. Go ahead. You no, know, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he just there's a guy you can see that he like knows what he has to do. He even says in the beginning of the, the video, he's like, I took an oath. I took an oath. I took an oath. I have an oath. 
you know, it means something. You raise your right hand and you say, yes, I, you know, I'm going to do these things under God's, you know, commandment kind of thing. You know, then you do them. And so what, what has he done? He stood by his word. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a hard thing to find these days, Billy. You know Absolutely. what I mean? No, I mean, <laughs> who stands by their word nowadays? You know, I mean, but uh, yeah, that type of stuff isn't seen anymore. Yeah. Let's talk about the kids, right? These kids uh, were shot, murdered, cold blood in the school. Um, they don't allow EMTs into the school, right? We don't know who pronounced them dead. Only a doctor can pronounce people dead, from what I understand. Yep. They were pronounced dead. No one knows who did this to this day. Um, the parents were not allowed to see their children, not even at the morgue. That's the part that I couldn't. I just couldn't. I just can't. I don't get it. You can't get me not seeing my kid. It's just not going to happen. They showed yeah. they showed the parents pictures of their dead babies and that was it. Go ahead. You were going to say something. No, that just what you were saying right there though. That fact alone. I mean, that should make everybody, you know, uh, you know, just raise an eyebrow. I mean, how can, how can you possibly say that 20 different I mean, for, let's say 40 parents you know, 20 different children died. So let's say they each had a mom and dad. 40 different parents were not allowed to see their children. One of them would have lost their shit and, and scratched and clawed at police officers to get in to see their child. If I, I just put it back into my the camp, like, what would my parents do? Like, you would have to probably shoot my dad if he knew that he, if I was in there dead and the police were like, no, you can't see him. Yeah, good yeah. luck. My dad yeah. would probably be dead that day, too, because he'd be fighting to see me. I mean, that's just how people react. You know, we cannot lose the, our humanity when we look at these things, you know. And that and that's what I thought the wolf did so good. He's just like, look, we're going to talk about facts. We're going to talk about the condition in school. We're going to ask why no EMTs were allowed in. We're going to ask about the, you know, the, the no trauma helicopters. We're going to ask. But we're also going to ask, where is the emotional? Where are the parents' reactions? Where is the emotion to this? This was the most... The, the most horrific school shooting in history that we know of, right? You know, and look at look at the reactions. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And, and, yeah. and this is the thing that with the with the. I'm sorry, I don't mean to stop you there. No, 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 no problem. No this problem. This is the no. thing with. Um, I just think about it in the terms of like sort of waking people up. Like people know that this was a false flag, but the other thing that people don't realize is that this fight is still going on, and there's still those like patriots out there that saw this injustice and they're like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight this thing. You know, when 9/11 happened. Um, you know, 2001, like, I think the first, like, major video on it that got a lot of views was Loose Change, right? Yeah. And that was, I think that came out, I want to say, like, five years after, because that's really how long it takes to sort of pick up all the pieces and figure out, you know, all the little intricacies and nuances of the stuff that went on that day. And then you can actually present something in, in a very, uh, you know, like, a, in, a, in a document, a documentary, in a concise way and present that to people. And that's really, in, in a way, I kind of hope what this uh, Dear Wolfgang Revisiting Sandy Hook is doing, because, you know, it's it's been that sort of, like, five-year cycle. Now, let's let's go back and look at this. Now that we've had all these sub subsequent school shootings and or shootings and like we said Pulse nightclub and San Bernardino and Aurora and you just go on and on and on you know but let's go let's go back to that first major one and let's crack this thing open you know because that's what Wolf is still doing so and hopefully yeah. um we'll get to talk to uh we'll talk about his new his case that's coming up so oh what's what's going on okay that's so just... okay so this is this is part of the story too that <laughs> I mean 
just completely serendipitous, man. I had no idea. I really didn't. So I was telling you, it was like, I, I was talking to my lady where she was like, Hey, let's, I don't know anything about Sandy Hook. Let's go online. I started doing research. I, I contacted Wolf. I sent Wolf an email saying, Hey man, um, I'm thinking about doing a, a documentary on you. And, um, I, you know, I, I feel like I have a pretty good skill set for that. And I'm just going to focus on it and put this out. And I didn't, he sent me an email back saying, basically just giving a list of his FOIA requests and I didn't hear from ever, you know, again. So I finished the documentary, got it pretty much all the way done. And then I put it up online um, in private and I sent him a link. And then he and I started talking. And that's when he informed me that he's about to go to court f with Leonard Posner because Leonard Posner is the father of Noah Posner. Noah Posner. Noah Posner. Oh, and yeah. he is suing Wolfgang for like, I don't know how many millions, 50 million, 55 million, whatever the hell wow. it is, for emotional damages. Right? Wow. And, and Wolfgang's, I mean, he's happier than a pig in shit right now. Because he's, because he, I mean, he's getting sued and he's happy because what's going to happen on, I think it's like November, November 15th, I think is the actual date, is that he's um, going to go and he's going to get to, hand on the Bible, he's going to get to interview Leonard Posner for two hours. I'm requesting that I have tried for over two months to issue subpoenas to have a deposition taken from the plaintiff, Leonard Posner, and they continue to put it off, put it off, put it off, and I've even left it to the point you pick the day, you pick the time, so they can't keep saying, well, it's not coordinated. I've given them every opportunity to set the date, the I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. To set the date and time, and here we are today. I have to file a motion to compel for a deposition. And I'm asking this court today to set a time so we can take this deposition. And I'm also requesting that you go back and clarify the denial for me to take a video deposition because under Rule 1.310, subsection 4, as a defendant, I'm entitled to take a video deposition. And I, I was denied that. And I, I need all the tools available to defend myself, sir. I'm asking you to reconsider that I'd like a video deposition, which is paramount to my defense. Your Honor, may I ask clarification? I'm willing to travel to his location and take the deposition so he's not inconvenienced. I'll do whatever it takes. This has been over three months, and they've made no effort to bring him up here for deposition. Your Honor, no disrespect, but this has been going on for so long. And, you know, I'm trying to hire an attorney. I'm out of my league here. I shouldn't even be sitting here. I can't even find an attorney to help me right now. But they've done everything to interfere from having this person give us a deposition. And I let them have a date and time. This is two and a half months, three months. All right, Counselor, give me a date. Yes, sir. Listen, I don't know what y'all are used to, but I don't play any games. I'm not a no-nonsense rules guy. So I will tell you that, that I'm not going to put up with any nonsense, okay? He filed here. He has to come here for his deposition if he wants me to. You want to come here? Yes, sir. All right, so 9 o'clock on November 15th at Colonel Associates. Wow. Yeah. So you have to understand. So this is a, I mean, this is, this should be a story across. Everybody should be talking about this. So I, okay. So this is the crazy thing. When I made the documentary, I didn't know any of this. 
None of it. I had no idea. No one was covering it. I didn't know, you know. So then I get the documentary done. And he sent. And he tells me he's like, this could not have come at a better time. And I was like, you know, this is where, you know, uh, you know, pretty pretty spiritual guy. This is where I feel like you know God's kicking in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And Absolutely. So, and so, um, so all of that happened. And so yeah. So he's going to go and he's going to interview. Why it's so important that he's interviewing Leonard Posner? Yeah, now you know Noah Posner kid that supposedly died at Sandy Hook. Leonard has like 10 different aliases. I mean, this guy's well, got I, like... See, I didn't, I didn't know that. I know there was... I, I knew I knew he died twice. I, I didn't know he had 10 different aliases. Go ahead. Yeah, so n- not Noah Posner. Leonard Posner does. So uh, Noah Posner... Oh, yes, okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, excuse got you. me. I'm uh-huh. sorry. I wasn't clear there. Um, Might have been me. Um, I'm not sure. Go ahead. Um, so yeah, Leonard Posner has like 10 different aliases. So Wolfgang said the first thing he's going to do when he sits him down, he's like, what's your legal name? It's the wow. first thing he's going to ask him. So why this is so important is because the major news media, and you can go and look at all this stuff from that's like New York Mag and, and BBC and whoever else has covered this. Leonard Posner was the, he was the victim. Look at all these crazy conspiracy theorists. They called Wolfgang Halbig a, a, a self-proclaimed school administrator, school safety administrator. He's not self-proclaimed. He's got, he's got credentials up the wazoo. So all of these major media news outlets have been hanging their hat on Leonard Posner. And look at all, oh, look at all the terrible things that have happened to this man. And these crazy conspiracy theorists. But now Wolfgang is going to get to interview him. And we'll if, get to see who Leonard Posner really is. You know, I think, uh, you know, and, and wow, man, this is such a touchy subject. Like if, if Leonard Posner is really upset about all this stuff, I would go straight to the source. I'd go to the BBC. I mean, who reported that their that his kid died in Pakistan? How did they get that picture? Now, for people that don't know, yeah. uh, Noah Posner, uh, who died in Sandy Hook, also died about four years later in uh, in a um, a school shooting, another school shooting in Pakistan. Yeah, it was a okay. school, like a school bombing or something, right? I want yeah, to say. yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened. It might yeah. have been a bombing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, uh, but same thing in a school. He same died picture. again. Same picture. Same everything. Yeah. And people were mourning him, mm-hmm. mourning him. Okay, uh, uh, um, in the footage that I saw over in Pakistan. So, and I was, I just, it just blew my mind, Marty. Yeah. I was just like, what is going? And this is why I say it's so scary. Sometimes, like. My mind, and I'll, full disclosure here, sometimes I can't come to terms with whether, whether or not this is true. It, it, I, I was like, what is going on? I, it's just not, my mind isn't computing when I see something like that. That's why this is important, that he's going to get to talk to the father of this, of this kid. Go ahead. Yeah, no, um, I mean, it's just callous. It just shows how callous they are. You know, yeah. I mean, when you, when you especially you look at, um, the, you know, speaking of being callous, Throwing it right in our faces when you look at the kids that the Super Bowl, right? The, the 26 kids that came out and they were considered the Sandy Hook Elementary Choir, right? And then, of course, you see that these pretty much like nearly identical to the kids that died. You know, it looks like yeah. the pictures were a few years earlier. But, I mean, you could point out that some of the – it looks like they're, some of the same kids that they said died were singing at the Super yeah. Bowl. And so if they're doing that, that just shows how in your face they are willing to be with it. Shows how like they'll, 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 they'll parade out what are supposed to be dead kids to 110 million people at the, in the, the center of the damn Super Bowl. 
Yeah, it's called the revelation of the method, right? That's what it's called. I mean, these people, it's like, I've used this before on the podcast. It's like uh, a vampire's at your door. You need to let him in. Like, he needs to declare himself, hey, I'm a vampire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So, I mean, it's that type of deal. Like, they need to let you know what they've done. Like, like, uh, what what is it? Where uh, a princess die dies, they put up an Illuminati flame there just to let you know. You know, hey, listen, it's us. You know, uh, I mean, this is the type of deal that we're dealing with here. And, you know, that that Noah Posner story just shook me to my core whenever I listen or hear something about it. I didn't even know that was happening with um, with his father. When is that supposed to take place? Okay, so um, November 15th, I guess. And this is the other thing. And so people were saying, well, because Leonard Posner is suing Wolfgang. Well, I mean, Leonard Posner just won't show up to court. Right. Well, Wolfgang's already got a counter sue in act. He's already got a countersue in place. So if Leonard Posner doesn't show up to court, he's going to just countersue him and get him back into court one way or the other. So, I mean, I don't think Leonard Posner knew who he was dealing with or – yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's – it's cra- <laughs> the, the crazy thing about it is that, you know, I didn't know about it, but I'm not a journalist. You know, I just pick up things here and there. But if it was my full-time job being a journalist, I would expect that somebody out there in the alternative media would have picked this up by now. Somebody would have been following him. You know, I know the only person that really was covering him was InfoWars. Lots of people have their problem and theory and opinions about InfoWars, and I get that, right? But he, InfoWars was the only pe- person that was yeah. covering Wolfgang, essentially, you know, continually anyway. And then he stopped covering it, you know, because I think he got pressure from the news media and all that sort of thing. And, and maybe he got threatened with, you know, a, a lawsuit or something. I don't know, you know, but, but essentially no, one's, no one knows the story now. And it should it should be known by everybody because it's still wow. it's still important. So it's I got, think it's, uh, uh, I think you're the journalist that 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 uh, has gotten it out. You're you're the guy that's covering it now. You know, I mean, saying something like that and, and bringing it out. I mean, we we are the new journalist, uh, whether we whether we like it or not, or whether we see ourselves as that or not. I mean, most of the mainstream media is just not real Mm -hmm. that's the real conspiracy sites that come out of there i mean still like i mean you really have to dig to find the truth in a lot of these things um let's give a little more examples about 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 sandy hook so when you talk about the super bowl right this is a scary thing so the the theory i heard sophia smallstrom uh talk about this Mm -hmm. uh in her documentary i can't remember the name of the documentary but um they took pictures of older kids when they were younger supposedly Mm -hmm. and and uh those are the pictures of the kids that supposedly died at sandy hook does that make sense to you do you subscribe to that like what what, give me something yeah i mean yes absolutely and i've seen a lot of uh information subsequently since putting out this documentary that shows and i mean very clearly that some of these kids are absolutely still alive you know that they've been seen it in public and things like that in fact wolf just sent me an email yesterday um, with with some more of that stuff and and I've seen it with a bunch of other people so yeah I mean I think the parents probably got paid off you know they were I think um, from what I understand a lot of them moved in there in 2009 they were all part the of con the, yeah it was a con yeah absolutely um, no I'm saying they're gone now they're not they're not they don't oh, live there gone. anymore yeah, yeah 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 they're gone so they moved in 2009 were there for a couple years played the part got a whole gang of cash and now they're gone yeah, it's and it's so, crazy. And, and Adam so Lanz. Yeah, go ahead. Come on, come on. Oh, no. I, I mean, yeah, let's talk about Adam Lanz, 112-pound kid 
Asperger's and autism and goes in with uh, 50, 100, 100 pounds of ammunition. I forget, 50 round, or 100 rounds of ammunition, like 50 pounds of ammunition, I think. I mean, yes. you know, almost twice his body, almost half his body weight that he's carrying into a school. Kid goes into the school, shoots all the kids. They're all dead. 99.9% accurate rating, whatever, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fable, you know. It's, he I mean, it's he absolute, shoots, himself. shoots himself. He shoots his mom Turns out the house, it might be some type of, uh, I, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, I don't know if you're into the Twilight Zone, but, but uh, uh, that episode of the Twilight Zone where, where the humans get abducted uh, and, uh, and they end up in some alien town and it's like a, like, a, like a playpen for humans and everything is fake. They're living in this house, but uh, the kitchen's fake. Uh, everything, everything mm-hmm. is fake, and there's a train, a train going around. Do you remember this episode? I don't think you do. Uh, no, I don't. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen some of the Twilight Zone for sure. But yeah, I, I'll send it over your way. But listen, like, like that's the type of like this house was it even real? Like, I mean, it was a real house, but what was inside? And and was Adam Lanza a real person? Like, was it just his brother? Like, what what is that? I, like, what? I think they. I mean, who knows? Like Adam Lanza might have already been dead and they just used him. They could have fabricated a person. All of it, you know, a lot of that stuff is really sort of speculative. Um, and mm-hmm. we, we probably will never get answers for that sort of stuff, you know. And so in in this documentary, I try to stay away from all of that because it was speculative. And I try to focus on the things that were like we knew that were concrete, that we have documents on, that we have phone calls, we have emails, we have that sort of stuff. So, but as far as who these people are, was Adam Lanza real? Is is Nancy real? Nancy Lanza's mom? I I literally have no idea, and I don't right, think so we'll ever know. Really, you know? list off list off uh, some of the most. Uh, important uh things in your documentary that you want people to know about sandy hook honestly the 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 most important thing is to show what it really takes to try to fight this sort of tyranny and he's been like i said for you know four or five years now it's been every day you know he spent his own money he's he's i mean in when i interviewed him he said you know, over a hundred thousand dollars he spent of his own money. God bless him. Fighting, God bless him. Fighting this, you know, it's like I mean that's that's dedication, and you don't yeah. really see that anymore. And so that's out of all the things. Yes, I wanted to revisit Sandy Hook. I want to talk about conspiracies. I want to talk about FEMA. I want to talk about Capstone. But I also want to talk about a, a, a noble person. individual. You know, yeah, what I mean? the person, uh, uh, an American hero, as you say towards I, the end. I believe so. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, you got to admire the balls on this guy. Yeah. You just have to. You yeah. just have to. I mean, he's, um, his name is Wolf for a reason, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so um, um, I want to talk about a couple other things, right? Uh, these people, the first responders or the cops, I don't know, you, you clarify. They were inside Sandy Hook eating inside the school. They took a lunch break inside the school where the dead bodies were. They had lunch ordered to the school within a couple hours. What what is going on? I mean, you're talking nine thirty to ten thirty. As as far as I can understand, for the police report and stuff like that, between the the first you know nine one one calls to let's say about eleven o'clock, the school was secure, according to the police reports and everything like that. Yeah. Now then we mm-hmm. hear like some guys are running. They got a helicopter going above, and it's like CNN or whatever it is, and they've got a fe- live feed, and they see people chasing in the back, all of that sort of stuff. But accordingly, the school was secure about 11 o'clock. So there's dead, 26 dead people inside a school. And we've got images. 
a bunch of them of cops ordering like you know with chips and water and there's pizza being delivered and there's there's porta johns being delivered and it's like you have to understand all of this stuff is being delivered to a school shooting this is not a a carnival what i mean what the i mean i guess it is but you know i mean who orders porta johns and pizza to a school shooting it was like the set of a movie they even had the check-in sign in the back yeah yeah Mm-hmm. You know, like I, it was, it's, it, that's what's so hard for me to understand, Marty. And you know, how it, sloppy it is. This is the other thing. I mean, it was just, um, it was almost like they, I mean, they had obviously planned it, but I think it was almost like, we're just going to tell everybody it's a drill and then we're just going to go live with it. It, it was because yeah. it was literally that sloppy, you know, um, there were, there were little kids uh, in your documentary. There was one little kid that was walking out and the reporter was asking her, Hey, how do you feel? And the little kid was like, oh, I'm fine. Like, yeah, yeah. nothing ever happened. The kid didn't even know. Yeah. Run down here. And- it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> you doing okay, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. We're actually running to the house to get her teacher a pair of shoes. What, what happened? What did they tell you? So they didn't tell us anything. Only what she knows, which I don't know if that's, you know, accurate. So we don't have any information. I don't know. Yeah, like, mom okay. probably got a big old fat paycheck. Like, hey, hey, all you got here's 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 fifteen hundred bucks. All you got to do is grab your kid, run across this camera, and say, hey, uh, I don't know anything. The school shooting. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and that's what she looked like. She didn't look in any way like like she was concerned. She just said, okay, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. And the kid was like, they were like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, bye. And they walked off. Yeah, you crazy. Got, you got parents smiling. Parents of children that died there. We know that you know these are the parents that supposedly had kids that died there, and you got them laughing the day after. You got Talk them about smiling, Robbie Parker. laughing, joking around. You got Robbie Parker. You got the Wheelers. You got blah blah blah, blah all this. You know, I mean, <laughs> Ro- Robbie Parker was literally laughing before he gave an interview about his dead child, mm-hmm. and then when he got up on the podium to give the interview. He's just getting into character. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's doing the whole. He's doing the classic moves, like the breathing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my name's Robbie Parker. My family is one of the families that lost a child yesterday in the Sandy. Hook Elementary School shootings here in Connecticut. And for, you know, a lot of people that had seen Sandy Hook, especially since so many things had been censored and wiped from the web, they'll see him, they'll see, you know, H. Wayne Carver, they'll see some of these cats, and they'll see the weird way that they've reacted. And for a lot of people, that's not enough. It's like, okay, well, you know, people handle tragedy in a different way, and that's true, you know. It is, it is. But when you get the, you know, what I tried to do with the documentary was like, okay, we, we have to show that stuff because you have, need to see the parents' reaction and you need to see enough of them. But let's, let's add in all the other stuff that most people have no idea about. I, I didn't know about it. I didn't know the condition of the school. I had no idea. And then I actually got the actual photos, the actual crime scene photos, the actual PDFs. I went through all of them, you know, and screenshot, downloaded everything, and I put those in the film. And you look at that and you tell me that's a functioning school. You got something oh. wrong with you. I'm glad you brought that up, man. I was walking through a school today, and I had the images of Sandy Hook in my mind, fresh in my mind, and I'm looking around, and I'm, this is what a functioning school should look like, mm-hmm. not what Sandy Hook looked like. 
Yeah. You know, it, it just it, and I had never seen those pictures until your documentary. I knew about uh, the theories that the school was not a functioning school and that it was ridden with asbestos and that it was condemned and a bunch of other stuff. But it doesn't become real until you really see the pictures. Mm-hmm. And and there's mold all over the place. The grass that's what got me the most was the grass. The grass was unkept. Yeah. They yeah. didn't give a damn. No. The, nobody was going in and out of there. You know, like I the numbers to the classrooms were wrong. Yeah, you have a big like going into the, the back and then going into basically where the, the playground was, you've got this big old dirt and mud patch. Where that yeah. you know it looks like you know like construction vehicles were just running over, and that's like next to a playground. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It, it's crazy. It's crazy, and and you can see it all in Marty's documentary. He did a hell of a job. I mean, Marty always does a great job, but I mean, you really want to have a refresher on the Sandy Hook conspiracy and everything that went down on that day, and you want to learn more about Wolfgang Halbig. Uh, you have to go stop by Marty Leeds on on YouTube, and uh, and um. Take a look at this documentary. It's only an hour long, and uh, uh, people have short attention spans. So an hour long is perfect. You know, it's perfect. People, you know, so uh, you get a ton of information in an hour. It's entertaining. It's scary as hell, and um, we're in big, big trouble. We're in big, big trouble, and it scares me, Marty. Tell me I, something. I tell you what, the last two like major documentaries I made were this one and Pizzagate. And b- before starting either one of them, I was like, man, it's like. You know, but by, by the time I, I should say, by the time I got to the end of them, I was like, I think I just made a horror film. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't intend to. I wanted to make something a little bit more important. But the, yeah, I mean, because that's that's the feeling at, at times when you see it, it makes you sick to your stomach. I mean, it okay. Pizzagate for sure did for me. I mean, I was destroyed with that shit. But that was that was. Uh, I mean, if 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 you turn that on at night, shut the lights. Uh, f- forget any of the sci-fi movies you're watching. Go turn on the documentary and you laugh. Go, go it's, turn. it's true. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's true. Yeah, it, it is. It is true. Go turn on that Pizzagate documentary that Marty made, and and dude, you will get scared. And and you know what? I I can I can see Pizzagate. I can see that piece of filth doing that. Podesta. Mm-hmm. I could see the Clintons doing some dumb crap like that. I can see them doing uh, uh, rituals because they've been caught doing rituals over and over again. With, what is it? Spirit cooking and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. I could see them doing that. This right here, Sandy Hook, is something bigger. It's, it's, it's on another level. I mean, maybe they've pulled this off in the past, but it wasn't exposed to the way it is now. So this is it for so many people. To come together and pull this off, I mean, and and let's say we're wrong, Marty. Let let's say, and this is all alleged, but let's say let's say we're wrong, and um, none of this is true. Why all the discrepancies? Mm-hmm. It's real simple. It's very simple to shut uh, Wolfgang up. All they have to do is answer his questions, open, and they will not do it. Open those books, and you'd shut that's him it. up. But that it tells you why away. they're yeah. That's it. That's it. It's like uh, like the pictures of Osama bin Laden. All you got to do is show them, but they won't do it. What the hell? You know, and, and this is what gets me, Marty. This is what gets me. Listen, any closing thoughts on Sandy Hook and uh, on uh, everything you've done with the documentary? Excellent. Excellent work, by the way, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, no, I just hope people check it out. Please check it out. I mean, I know it's not something that's in your, the you know current events, and it might not be on your mind right now. And you might say, "No, I already know about Sandy Hook." But you, I, I say, I called it revisiting Sandy Hook because I think people need to revisit Sandy, Sandy Hook. I think people need to look at this with new eyes and look at what's been going on all these years. And um, I, and so yeah, I just urge people to watch it because I, I, I think it's just a, it's just a great overview of of this madness. Tons. You know, to, to just if you don't know anything about it, sit down with a pad and pen, start jotting things down and look it up later. That's what I like to do. If you're a hip hop fan, um, you know, when you're going through the booklet to see the samples, you write down the samples and you go back and listen to the original. It's the same thing. This is what you need to do with this documentary. Write it down. Go research it later. You're going to love it. That is Marty Leeds. Marty, before I let you go, I don't know if you have a little bit of time for me. Sure, um, yeah. I know uh, you do a lot of stuff. I want you to plug your website and plug uh, everything you got to plug. Um, you're a musician, too. I see that guitar back there. Um, <laughs> and I want to get into the number 33, okay, because uh, uh, 33 is the number that they give for the lifespan of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so th- there is there's some something we're not reading into uh, you know something we're not seeing something that we should be seeing about the number 33 and why it's special go ahead marty you know there's okay so there's a, a mil- actually i'm i i'm like i said i think we talked i don't know if this is going to go on air or not but i'm basically going to do an entire like live stream and talk about 33 and talk about the uh, absolute paranoia about a damned number it's the same shit with 666 People yeah, think yeah, yeah. they read 60, oh, it's the devil. It's, I mean, that's so, I'm sorry, but that's infantile. It yes, really God. is. And it's, <laughs> it, at some point, it's just actually annoying. So 33, how many times you hear about, I don't know how many times I will have Marty Leeds 33. What's up with 33, bro? What are you, uh, satanic? Are you Illuminati? And then they'll see that I'll, that I'll use the compasses in square. And they'll say, oh, you're, you you know, that's Masonic, Illuminati, you're, Freemason. You're show. Freemason. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I don't know how many times I said, not a Freemason. Don't have it. I'm not involved in any of that stuff. Anyway, but it's like, okay, then I say to them, Jesus Christ lived to 33 years and was called a carpenter, right? Well, what did a carpenter use back in the day? To do drawings. Square and compasses. And, square and compasses. I mean, basically what the square encompasses is, is a, are, are they're mathematical tools that actually tell you about sacred sciences. Yeah. Tell, tell you about the sciences, the science of number, the science of geometry, science of symbol, you know. So encompasses in square 33, I get all that. So 33, you know, the, the focus of so much of spiritual work is actually focused, when, when you look at this stuff, like whether you're talking about kundalini and, and, and that sort of stuff, it's a focus on the spinal column. I mean, the symbol for health. When you go to the doctor, there's a there's a staff and it's got a serpent that twirls around it and it's got the you know the, it's essentially the caduceus and all that stuff, you know, that is a symbol of health and that is a symbol of the serpentine energy going up your spinal column. Well, you have 33 bones in that spinal column, you know, and so that spiritual work that they talk about is referenced in a number. It's talking about spiritual ascension, and this is why you have so many of these secret societies that have embodied this number, especially the Scottish Rite, of course. Now, what they've done with this information, what these, what evil people have done and have infiltrated these organizations, that's a completely different conversation. But when you're talking about the actual information, the actual science, when you actually talk about things that you can are verifiable, demonstrable, that sort of thing. Thirty-three. This is a this is a key number in esoterica because it's important. Now, Jesus Christ lived to thirty-three years, right? 
I'm going to get into some little math, but if anybody wants to double check this, I've got a, I've got a, a, a video called The Greek and English Gematria of the Holy Name of Jesus Christ. Okay. Nice. Now, Jesus Christ is considered the Son of God. Now, many people have talked about the astrotheological aspect of Jesus Christ, that he's a representation of the Son. You've got the 12 disciples, the 12 ages of the Zodiac, the cross. Of course, the cross is the solstices and equinoxes. You've got the uh, Easter and, and the winter solstice. You've got that time period of a 270 degree. That's the period of when the sun is dying and being born again. You know, all of that sort of stuff. So Jesus lived to 33 years. The sun travels every uh, in a diurnal cycle. And, and it's 86,400 seconds, 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes an hour, 24 hours in a day, right? 60 times 60 times 24 is 86,400 seconds. This is the time period of one diurnal cycle of the sun. Well, Jesus Christ, in two different languages, Greek and English, you can get the number 864. And it's very simple. It's just, it's doing basic arithmetic, basic arithmetic to, to find this. Okay, so 864 is the number of the sun. You find it in English and you find it in Greek. Now, if you look at the number 33, so if you just walk up to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, etc., all the way to 33, and you add all those numbers up, right, you get the number 561. So 561 is the 33rd triangular number, okay? So we're just counting 1 to 33, we're getting the number 561. If you add the divisors of 561, it equals 864. So let's go over this again. Jesus Christ in English, you can find 864. Jesus Christ in Greek, the original Greek name of Lord Jesus Christ, you can find the number 864. There's 86,400 seconds in one diurnal cycle of the sun. Jesus Christ is the son of God. Now he lived to 33 years. This is not gematria. This is not numerology. This is not some woo-woo nonsense. This is asking you to add. This is asking you to, to add. 1 through 33, you get 561. Look at the divisors. Go to numberempire.com and check it yourself. If I say something, do not trust it, double check it yourself. That's what any true scientist should do. That's what any true truth seeker should do. So, you know, that's just a few things on 33. We could talk about how 33 actually talks about squaring the circle. We could talk about 33 in the Vesca Pisces, which is one of the most fundamental sacred geometric symbols across all time. You see it in Islam, you see it in the Tarot deck, you see it in Christian iconography. You can go on and on and on. So people see 33 and they go running for the damn hills and they have no idea what they're talking about. And I hate to yeah. say it, but I, I can, because I'm not asking you to believe me, I'm asking you to do some math. Yeah. And that's the yeah. difference. And people say, well, no, that's just your cipher. But no, actually not. The Greek have the original, there's one cipher for the Greek language, and you can go and double check all that math yourself. It has nothing to do with anything I've done. It says nothing to do with English, has nothing to do with the septenary cipher, has nothing to do with any of that. You just go to the original Greek cipher, go to the original, grab a Strong's Concordance of the Bible, and double check it yourself. And you'll find that it's correct. So, Absolutely. So if you want to Absolutely. check that out, 33. Um, I talk about it in, um, I also talk about it in the, I do the mathematics of Genesis 1-3. And I talk about it there a little bit. And like I said, I'm going to do a live stream on it. But the Greek and English gematria of the holy name of Jesus Christ, check it out, Murder Leads 33. Well, I mean, I'm very interested in the live stream, so I'm going to be uh, tuning into that, and maybe I will learn how to add. Just because you're asking me to, Marty, <laughs> check this out, right? So um, all I want to say about this whole thing is, uh, a lot of these things people look at, like you, you mentioned 666, and a lot of people look at it as evil. And we can see why they look at it as evil, because it's been programmed that way, uh, as above, so below, right? Um, the thing is, uh, it's like a gun, right? The gun is not evil, it's the way you use it. 
Um, so uh, people uh, have taken this information that exists and that is real and it's real power, and they use it for their own means. They've hidden it from us. We got to take it back. Mm-hmm. We got to take it back. And that's what we're trying to do here. That's what Marty Lee's is trying to do always, like we say here in the Infinite Fringe. Do your own research. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. That is Marty.